When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. If you're looking for a place where the wide open skies and the towering mountains inspire you to find an untapped part of yourself, you might want to take a trip to Wyoming. It's a place where bold, curious spirits forge their own way on all types of adventures. There is no shortage of iconic, expansive landscapes out there. You can discover breathtaking hikes, stunning state parks, authentic Western culture, and other historic sites, along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Hi, Dylan. Hey, Manola. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Enjoying the summer. Yeah, so what's, uh, what, do you, what do you have today? So I got a voicemail a few weeks ago, and this one intrigued me because this is from a 16-year-old who mentioned about a middle school project that he worked on. And back then he was 14 years old, and it's really Atlas Obscura-ish. He talks about urban exploration, which you have reported on, right? Yeah, this is very intriguing because my middle school projects were like an experiment to see the most efficient way to get ketchup out of a ketchup bottle. This sounds like a, uh, a much cooler middle school project. Well, this is Milo, and he's from Lawrence, Kansas. So I heard from a friend that their friend and their dad's friend had found a uh, some sort of cistern, a brick cistern under their house while remodeling their basement or something. And they had no idea what it was. And so um, I thought like any other middle schooler, I was like, man, undiscovered underground places, that's, that's kind of tight. So um, I spent the next couple months digging through newspaper archives, uh, like kansasmemory.org, uh, looking through library collections and asking around, uh, looking for mentions of, like, ditches, caves, drainage tunnels, and I found quite a bit. Um, all these locations that I discovered, you know, that I, I got to discern a history behind them and find out why they were made and that sort of stuff. So, yep, I'm Milo Bitters from Lawrence, Kansas. And, yeah, that's just a little interesting thing that my mom told me to let you guys know about. Thanks. <laughs> That's, that is awesome. That is an amazing research project. That's really cool. I'm curious to know more about what, what Milo found out about, you know, the history of, of this cistern or, or the other stuff underground. Yeah, and I got in contact with him, and we have him on call. Hello. Hello, Milo. Hello. How are you? I'm great, Dylan. How are you? I'm good. Um, what an amazing project. What a cool thing to do. Um, yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. Well, I mean, I was just sitting in one of my classes and my friend, you know, he told me about what his friends, his friend's dad had discovered. And um, and that was around the time that we had to come up with ideas for our school project. Hmm. We get to choose creative project ideas and 
sort of go a bit beyond uh, like a normal classroom project. Yeah. And so I told my teacher about this and he was like, that's kind of cool. You might not be able to find much information about that, but uh, yeah, go ahead and look into it. And so I got to spend the next, I guess, three months or so going through all these newspaper archives and discovering stuff that people don't know about. Yeah. And Milo, you wrote an essay about this, right? I did. I wrote an essay. Can you share a piece of your essay with us? Yeah. Cool. Many different underground spaces that display the diverse history and development of this town. Some five miles of tunnels lie beneath the University of Kansas campus. Portions of these tunnels are fairly new and were added in 2009. But leading off campus is an old drainage tunnel, which is over a century old. Once a natural ravine that channeled water to the Kaw River, it was replaced by a brick tunnel in 1911. This tunnel runs under homes in Old West Lawrence and has caused problems with excavating and building homes. These tunnels are only a few of the underground passageways that have been forgotten in Lawrence. Under the businesses at the intersection of 7th and Massachusetts are blocked off tunnels that were most likely used for hiding from the pro-slavery raiders during the many raids that plagued this town during the Civil War. Lawrence was the only Unionist town in all of Confederate Kansas, making it a prime target. The banks also used undergrounds as a hiding spot. At the end of the day, cashiers and bank tellers would send their money down to the basement so it wouldn't be stolen by raids that could happen during the night. At the moment, these tunnels are blocked off or sealed up at all known locations. Looking at tunnels in Lawrence is just a sneak peek of what the town has to show you. History hints us to dig deeper and really understand and feel the city around us. There is so much more to find. That's so great. And you you communicate something in there that I don't think I really thought about clearly until much later. But I was doing the same thing you were as a teenager. And I grew, uh, I grew up in Minneapolis and I loved exploring the old abandoned buildings. And what happens is what starts is kind of like just a chance to like have an adventure, you know, and like be somewhere cool and kind of like you're not totally supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. Like sneakily, you start to like learn about the history anyway. You obviously did this for school. So there was like a a real connection there. But it kind of like, yeah, it sneaks up on you in this funny way. It really does. It's so interesting to, you know, like you're just originally there to mess around, maybe have some fun. But you get drawn in and you want to learn more about your city. Yeah, I feel like Urbex is like a sneaky way to turn teenagers into like, you know, pr- preservationists and historians. Uh, <laughs> and Lawrence, Kansas is, I mean, you you allude to this in uh, your paper, but it's a town with a ton of history because it was this kind of early battleground area, sort of pre-Civil War between mm-hmm. Confederate and Union forces. Do you know, were these tunnels used... Um, as part of sort of the underground railroad at all? Or were they just, you know, used to basically locals to hide from Confederate raiding forces? The ones downtown that I covered on Massachusetts Street, those were mainly used for people hiding from the raiders that would come in from Missouri um, and attack Lawrence. But in Lawrence, there are numerous underground railroad hiding spots. So, for example, by my elementary school, there's this old brick church And so in school, we learned that that used to be an underground railroad hiding spot. And then in another spot, sort of 
on the southern end of Massachusetts Street, there's another. It's unconfirmed, but it's a building that was built around the Civil War and was, you know, occupied during the Civil War. And this historian that I met with, she described that in the basement, there's these barrel dome vaults. It's a barrel dome vault ceiling, and there are these. There's this wall section, but it secretly swings open and reveals a space、oh, wow. that is really underneath the alley. And so there are underground railroad hiding spots in Lawrence. And just to give people some context, in case they don't know, you 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 mentioned this like.、Uh, There's this thing called Bleeding Kansas, and like Lawrence was a big part of that. Can you just kind of quickly explain, like, what what do we mean when we say raiding parties? Like, what was happening in this area that made it such a kind of intense place? So this was before you know Kansas wasn't really an officially a state, and Missouri was you know pro slavery and trying to make Kansas pro slavery as well, which would tip the Tip the balance of pro-slavery and unionist states in the United States, and so the Missourians would ride in, they would plunder, they would steal, trying to weaken Kansas and Lawrence, and then the Lawrence people would ride back. And、mm. so, actually, the mascot for KU is the Jayhawks, and the riders from Lawrence that would go into Missouri back during the Civil War were called the Jayhawkers,、huh. and so that's where the KU mascot comes from. Wow. Did you? Th- I mean, what an interesting place to to to. I mean, there's obviously so much American history in this in this town, which is not a huge town. I mean, it's it's you know got the university and stuff. But I- I'm curious as you explored, did you actually get to go,、um, you know, through into the tunnel at all? Did you? How kind of how much were you able to see、uh, yourself? So、uh, the tunnel that runs between the Eldridge Hotel and just around that intersection, it goes it goes to all four corners. So it's like this big square that goes underneath the street to each of the corner buildings. And so when I interviewed this local architectural historian,、uh, Brenda Buchanan, she had been in there, but the last time she was in there was two thousand eight, and she said the entrances from then have been sealed off. Can't really go in there. She she took pictures and I got to you know go through all her pictures and help her analyze it, but I didn't go and go, get to go into those tunnels. But a, a secret hiding spot that I did get to go into <laughs> down Massachusetts Street, two blocks or so. There's this shop called the Etcetera Shop,、uh-huh. and、um, the the historian I interviewed told me about it, and she was like, "Yeah, I know the owners. You can just go in there and you can ask about their basement." And so one day after school, I went over there, and they were like. Who is this kid? Why does he want to go in our basement and all this stuff? <laughs> and so they were like,、uh, very reluctant to let me in their basement. But eventually they did.、Uh, you go down their stairs and you you hit this wall where right about the shop ends. But there's this there's this big barn door and and you're like, wait, why is this here? And so it's just this big spot underneath where the sidewalk runs outside their shop. And they use it for storage now, but it used to be another spot to hide during these raids, and so that's one of the spots I did get to go into. That's so cool. I mean, one of the things that we we talk about at Atlas Obscura a lot is this this idea of kind of there being incredible places everywhere. I'm curious, were you surprised when you started this project, like how much there was to actually find? I was very surprised. I <laughs> you know I turned up I don't know five six different spots that. Most people don't know about, homeowners don't know about,、yeah. and so I was just 
I don't know. I was, I was baffled that you can you can find so many things that have historical relevance that you know people still don't know about. Milo, I really appreciate the message. The essay is great, and you know I, I am twice your age now, but like share the exact same thrill and joy of both like exploring these kinds of places and then learning about their history. So I really, I really mm-hmm. appreciate you, uh, your project, and you and you telling us about it. Of course. Thanks for having me. Anytime. Let us know when you find your next big discovery. <laughs> I will. That was that was amazing, Manolo. I loved that story. I love talking to Milo. And it really, like, that's who I was at his age. I don't know. I, I loved it. It was so cool. That's who I wish I was when I was 14 years old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for... Uh, Thanks for sharing that and and giving me a chance to talk to Milo. Really cool. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscure and Witness Docs. Our production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Sarah Wyman, Chilenya Onike, Maddie Weinberg, Camille Mojica, Tracy Samuelson, John Delore, Peter Clowney, our technical director is Casey Holford. Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming. I'm Manuela Morales. Hasta luego. Witness Docs from Stitcher. The world isn't wide enough for those with an insatiable desire for discovery. The all-new 2024 Lincoln Nautilus Hybrid SUV offers the power and freedom to explore further and deeper than ever before. Intuitive, smart features ensure that you're always connected to the road ahead. Inside, a thoughtfully designed cabin immerses you in a universe that is all your own. The larger-than-life panoramic display spans the entire width of the cabin. It's customizable and interactive. Drivers can even personalize their backgrounds with a series of nature-inspired themes. This vehicle signals the arrival of an exciting new chapter for Lincoln. Discover more about the 2024 Lincoln Nautilus at Lincoln.com. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.